no, you guys are idiots. You could have Kelsey, McCaffrey, Hopkins, Sutton, and you're going to pick one guy. Yeah. And the answer is, yeah, you fucking idiots. <laughs> We're hot. Happy Wednesday. Thursday. Thursday. Good God, man. It's like, I thought it was it was almost like COVID time for a bit, but we are back to normal, so I don't know why I forgot the day. So you have no excuse. No excuse of just being an idiot. Do you know why you're like John Krasinski? Why? Because I can't get you to listen to an episode of our podcast because you're... So like, oh, I don't want to hear my voice. It sounds different, uh, or something. Uh, it just it, I, we already lived it. I don't need to hear it again. It's not, boring. Well, I'm not gonna listen to every episode all the way through, but should you we listen like, to a lot of them all the way through, and then you're like, that episode was so good. <laughs> <laughs> but the difference between you and John Krasinski is that they had a director, and so the director was watching it during edits and could come in yeah. and give feedback. What are you? I'm not the director. Well, I'm expecting you listen to the podcast. I don't need to. You're bad at this. Either we put it out. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. I <laughs> care about our our Broncos briefing bitches. You care about the bitches. So, so let's talk about something we haven't let's talked about, the draft. <laughs> Who do you think is going number one? <laughs> uh, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Luck. God, Drew Locke fucks me for life. He fucks me on Sundays, and he fucks me with remembering quarterbacks' names. Because um, his name's Drew Locke. Drew, Drew Locke. Too similar to Andrew Locke. Locke, yes. I wish he was similar to Andrew Locke. Do you want to talk about the draft first, or do you want to talk about what's going on with the COVID product, uh, protocols and how the Broncos... With camp and everything. Seahawks, Tampa Bay, That they're Detroit, not going to... Ma- to yeah, I think we you just covered it. <laughs> there's there's new news. All right, cover it. All right, so for those of you unaware, and I'm sure everybody listening at this point already were, like I just said, there's a handful of teams who are not going to show up to the voluntary workouts. Your beloved Denver Broncos being one. Now, in their statement, the Bronco players said that COVID-19 remains a serious threat to our families and our communities, and it makes no sense for us as players to put ourselves at risk during this dead period. Positivity rates in our city are higher than they were at this time last year, and we know players have been affected at club facilities in recent weeks. Despite having a complete virtual offseason last year, the quality of the play across the NFL was better than ever by almost every measure. Hmm. So that was the Denver Broncos roster, the players. By what measure was the quality of football better? I want to understand what what measurements they're utilizing here to determine this. Well, I think that it's safe for us to assume <laughs> that Brandon McManus put this together as the Broncos union rep. Yeah. And he probably watched a lot of games of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> like the Bucks are better this year. Yeah, the Bucks are better this they're year. They're a lot better. Now, Denver's way worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was this, Were they talking about NFL in particular or, or the Denver Broncos? That's the question because he said the NFL was better than ever by almost every measure, but the Broncos were way worse. Way worse. And also give me I need specifics. What by every measure? What measure? Yeah, you got How? data. Spit it. Yeah, what's the data? Because Explain this to me. I can tell you that any physical therapist or orthopedist in the world would tell you the reason the Broncos had record-setting injuries were because of all of the virtual camps. It makes sense. That's just yeah. math, Josh. Yeah, I I think it's dumb. I think they need to go to camp and so. 
Yeah, we won't beat that up too bad. I'm sure that the fans are probably 50-50 like the rest of the country. Half of the fans, you keep hitting the controllers there. Uh, Half of the fans probably think, just get into camp. Come on, the rest of us are going to work. Uh, Barbers are going to work. Waiters are going to work. Cashiers are going to work. Just get to work. Go to to Uh, camp. There's the other half who could certainly understand, you know, it's still a pandemic. You still don't know fully what the risks are, and yada, yada. We won't beat that up too much, but I'm sure the fan base is probably pretty split. You and I both agree, just get into camp, okay? Go to work. So the Broncos have kind of been a retort to this, scheduled vaccination days for their players, coaches, and other team personnel. What they're going to do is distribute the Pfizer vaccine, one of the shots being April 21st, the other shot being May 13th. The team has also scheduled a virtual meeting later this week with an infectious disease expert for any of the players, coaches, or other team personnel who want to do it. All right. Okay. So one of the biggest changes in the league, uh, when the league extended its phase one portion of conditioning, which happened late yesterday and today, uh, was that weight work from two weeks to four. It's now going to run from Monday, May 14th. So... The NFL and the Broncos, really quickly in response to these five teams saying that they're not going to come, have kind of changed what the landscape's going to look like, both with vaccinations and with how they're going to run their schedule. Yeah. So it looks like there's going to be the Broncos players are kind of changing course and are open to coming back. Brandon McManus said, uh, I think he said it on the radio, the fan, 104.3, that our team voted to skip the offseason based off the information that they had at the time. Uh, and then he went on to say, I'm sure everybody would love to reconvene, and I'm sure we will. Obviously, we need to digest, digest this information, meaning the new information, and there's a lot riding on it. So I think what's going to happen now with Brittany Bolin getting all the vaccines, having a plan for that, the NFL changing some of their yeah. uh, involuntary, their voluntary workouts, I think we'll see the Broncos in sooner than later. Well, they won't have an excuse. Yeah. Right now, they're using this as an excuse to not have to go to camp. How many of the players are using it as an excuse, do you think? Every one of them that said no. Ah. You can't tell me they're not living life, going to dinner, going to the malls, hanging out right now outside. They're not not all quarantined, self-quarantined at their house. That's ridiculous. Half of these guys in the off-season live in Florida and other places where they're at the beach and living life. This is absolutely, uh, they don't want to go to camp. And the ones that voted for that are... Doing it using this strictly as an excuse. So you're going, you're going to full hundo. Yeah, I mean, not not 100 percent voted to not go to camp, but out of those, who out voted, of those, yeah, 100 percent. Ah. Maybe a couple that have their grandma living with them or something. They're genuinely concerned about it, so maybe I can't say 100 percent, but almost. Come give me a break. <laughs> I uh, it's they they don't want to go, and this is their excuse. It's disappointing. I don't. If, the, if every NFL player would have banded together through their union and done it, I would have kind of rolled my eyes and been like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the Broncos are involved with it, that frustrates me a little bit more because we were so behind last year with a, brand, uh, a quarterback going into his first year of starting, a coach going into his second year of head coaching with a brand new offensive coordinator. I knew how much this virtual offseason was going to jack up the Broncos which it did so I'm like no Broncos just get into camp which was frustrating but made more sense last year when we sure knew nothing yeah and it was very new and I love how they say there's more positive cases this year than last year yeah no shit nobody was testing this time last year (laughs) and it was just start I mean give me a break man 
they're being, I'm going to say how it is. They're being bitches about it. They're being, this isn't the vaccine isn't real or dangerous. All that is true, but everybody's working right now. Give me a break. Yeah. And you, well, you, you, and you being... have more resources than anybody. You could go get, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So by bitches, you're just being like, they just don't want to come into work. They don't want to Not work. Not because of COVID. Because of, of course they don't. Nobody wants to go to camp. <laughs> Nobody. It's the same Why people you? that, you know, know they're getting franchised and held out, you know, and they, they use this as a reason not to have to go to camp the whole year. Yeah. This is what they're doing, man. They're, but they're being bitches about it. And they're not good enough to do this right now. Yeah. You guys sucked last year. You can't be divas about this. And what's Tampa Bay doing? They just won the Super Bowl. Do you think Tom Brady voted to not have camp? Well, they're not having camp. Well... They just have the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's why you can't criticize them. Yep. They're like, all right, you want to do what you did last year? Go ahead. Yeah. But I guarantee you that the players that are the true winners did not vote to not have camp. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, that's I'm, frustrating. Yeah. And it's not a safety thing. It's, it's That's bullshit. There's not going to be a safer place. I mean, they, think of every game they had. Every game the NFL had, all the dude, how safe was everything? They're handling it in a way that it's been little to no outbreaks or issues. Unless your quarterbacks take off their masks in a meeting room together. Unless like your stupid quarterbacks, but <laughs> even that was very minimal as amount as the spread, right? Yeah. It's not like the whole team had it. The it's, quarterbacks didn't even have it. It's, it's stupid. stupid. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, and I am on the player's side, both collegiate and professional, like 99% of the time. Like, I could understand the players being frustrated from going to 16 games to 17, knowing they're not getting a penny more over the course of the year. I'm with you, right? Like, that would be saying you get a promotion at work where you have to travel more for work or you're a supervisor who gets 10 more people added under you and you get no fiscal, uh, you know, additional fiscal flow you don't get more paid more <laughs> you don't get paid more yeah i mean um, i mean then we're talking about two very different things but yeah but you could see why i'm on the player side i i'm you got to go out and with play most things games. but this, yeah but this is this is ridiculous this is ridic- i'm on the side of the players who in college pay the players man yeah. let them sign autographs let them get a job whatever it's ridiculous but in this one i'm not for the players get your ass into camp get your get ass into care it's it's disappointing and it's a real care, you know. I, I see it as a character issue well, with a lot of these players. Now, obviously, we don't know. Fifty-one percent might have voted, yeah, let's skip camp if it was a vote, and 40, 49 didn't want to. We have no idea, but it's, it's bullshit, man. Well, it's funny because I called into question. The first thing I said was like, "Who's the leader who's stopping this? Who's the leader of the Broncos who's stopping this? Right? This doesn't happen if Peyton's here. This doesn't happen if Elway's here. This doesn't." Probably doesn't happen if Heinz Ward's here, right? Um, yeah, the lock isn't stopping shit, man. Yeah, but then Tampa Bay pulled out, and I'm like, well, Tom Brady couldn't Tom, stop Tom it. Tom Brady Tampa. couldn't. If he really tried. Yeah, he might be like, fine, I'm good with it. He might not give a shit. His old bones will be More fine. rest time, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so I know we're going to talk about the draft real quick, but did you see that Benjamin Albright reported that Denver offered the ninth pick this, in this year's NFL draft, the 40th pick in this year's NFL draft, for Matt Stafford? No, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, so it finally got leaked. Uh, Detroit obviously declined it, but they did counter with, all right, give us the ninth pick, give us your third pick, plus Jerry Judy and Locke for Stafford, and we'll give you our second rounder. Huh. And Denver obviously declined, and then Detroit went and got a better deal from L.A. They got a good deal. Yeah, but that tells you, I don't know what that tells you about how 
General Patton Peyton feels about Locke or how he feels about Judy. Like, I wonder if he says, like, well, no, we're not doing it. Or what do you think? Yeah. Or Stafford. (laughs) Or Stafford. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's probably telling on all points, but I think I'm looking for clues to figure out how he feels about Locke. Yeah. I mean, I've, like I've said, I can't imagine him feeling great about Locke. Just, I just, why, why would anybody? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, there, there's no possible way that he's looking at Locke, he's reviewed the film, and he's like, this is the guy that's going to lead us to the Super Bowl. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. You've seen enough of him by now to know, and this guy knows talent, and there, there's no way that he has that. Now, maybe he, like we've talked about, it isn't, we're not going to sell the farm to move up in the draft to get someone this year. It's not the right move, but I, I, I don't think that he's going to be all in on Locke. Well, we know that he's not, right? Or else he would have never been in the Stafford talks. He would have never been in the Watson sure, talks. There you go, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Well, speaking of trades, what uh, do you have any any mock drafts that have trades? Uh, I, I the that most was recent mock segue. Yeah, the most recent mock draft that I was reviewing and looking at uh, did not have any new trades, which made it a bad segue. Yeah, so the segue didn't work, although I did want to, obviously, one of the only things we have to talk right now is draft, which we beat down quite a bit. Uh, but this latest draft from the Sporting News has Justin Fields going at number nine to the Denver Broncos. So that has, obviously, that has Carolina picking a cornerback, has Detroit and Miami picking wide receivers. Uh, what about Atlanta? Now, obviously, they're one of them could also pick Pitts. And this would still be the case for this particular Atlanta going Trey Lance, Mac Jones at number three, and then okay. the obvious one and two. So uh, Cincinnati's still Sewell, which has been pretty much the consensus that I've seen over the last five or six drafts, is them picking the offensive tackle. And then we got a combination of, you know, that six, seven, eight pick. I haven't seen anybody. I haven't seen Miami or Detroit pick a quarterback. Now, obviously, Detroit I don't anticipate, but I would not be surprised if Miami picked a quarterback. Yet nobody is is uh, right now saying that they think they're going to pick a quarterback. I so would be surprised if Miami picked a quarterback. I would. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll tell you why I'd be surprised. Do you want to hear it? Because they're idiots. Uh, <laughs> well, if you want a quarterback, you don't trade out of the three spot. Yeah, but, but it's seems like they could potentially get a quarterback and still get more. Yeah, that's a I risky, mean, dumbass move if you want a quarterback. Well, it's Miami. Okay. But, you know, most of the drafts we see has Justin Fields or Lance falling, you know, still going in that top ten, but falling in, you know, a lot we see Carolina picks a quarterback. We've seen a lot where Denver passes on a quarterback. But almost every single mock, actually every single mock I've seen, because we're the only ones that have went on to say that, we feel like there's a decent chance quarterbacks go one through five. But every other one we've seen, there's quarterbacks available in that number six spot, at least one and a lot of times two. So they might have been like, hey, we really like this class. We're going to fall back. That's gonna, we're still guaranteed a quarterback. And well, it certainly doesn't guarantee it. It so, does not, and I think it's dumb. So but you think they're stupid? I still would I not be that surprised if they picked a quarterback at number six. Okay. Now, if they do end up picking a quarterback, you're right. You're kind of scratching your head as to you know what were you thinking? I mean, you, I guess you would call them brilliant. Yeah, I mean, if they they might be in the position like a lot of other teams should be, like Carolina, where you're waiting 
and your plan is, and I'm going for a quarterback, you know, you're sitting at number eight, but if somebody falls, uh, if Fields falls down here, we're not letting him passes. Yeah. That's where, if I was Carolina, that's where I would be. We got a guy, we're willing to see what, what this guy could do, but we're not going to let one of these guys fall. And that might be what Miami's doing. And if they're all gone by six, all right, we're picking the wide receiver we wanted. We're getting pits. And we got more draft picks. We'll be okay, even though they're going to suck no matter what. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so this is Fields going at number number nine. Okay. Did you see the one from John Clayton? I think so. Refresh my memory of what. So he has Atlanta taking an offensive tackle. Obviously talks about quarterback in the write-up, but he thinks they're going to end up going all in with Matt Ryan picking that tackle there to protect him. Sewell? Yep. Okay. And then I don't remember who had five or six, but he had Detroit taking fields at seven and Trey Lance falling to Denver at nine. I Yeah. That's plausible. It's plausible. I, I, I find it less likely that Detroit is going to pick a quarterback. Less likely than who? Or just... Than uh, Atlanta, specifically. Yeah. Atlanta and... and uh, and Carolina. I know Carolina is falling after, but of the teams that have a quarterback in place now that is the presumed starter, I would pick Atlanta and Carolina to, to pick a quarterback. Yeah. Now, we've talked Detroit. lots of times that we won't be surprised at all if Detroit takes a quarterback. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't I be surprised, that. but I, I, I see it's a little different situation than Matt Ryan or obviously what's happening in Carolina or Detroit even. Yeah, I think the difference I mean, situation Miami. is Atlanta's in a better quarterback spot than Detroit is currently. Atlanta's in a better quarterback spot, but I think it's also you know what you're getting with Ryan, and you know it's going to be at least a couple of years where this guy's going to sit behind him. I feel like with what Detroit had to – I mean, what uh, – Because Detroit has a ton of capital. They got a ton for Matt Stafford. They did get a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be that surprised on that either. You're right. Yeah. Uh-uh. But I, you know, I, I like the John Clayton one just because it's somebody discussing Atlanta taking a quarterback, but because of what we now know of the owner down there thinking about Matt Ryan, I like just kind of the risk of pushing an over offensive tackle to them. And this is the first mock draft I've seen Detroit taking a quarterback. And you and I have been saying for a while, maybe it's not likely, but it's very, very, very possible. And I just like the fact that Trey Lance fell all the way to nine in his. Now, with that said, I don't think that his mark drops likely just because I don't think Trey Lance is going to be available in nine. Yeah, I, I, I find it very unlikely that Lance will be available. And I find that I don't think that Fields will be available at, 10, at nine either. So the yeah. Sporting News mock draft, you know, I just I don't see a scenario where if somebody doesn't trade to that fifth position – or, again, if Atlanta isn't picking a quarterback, why they wouldn't trade back. Yeah. You know? And if those scenarios don't happen, they're not – one of these quarterbacks is not falling past Carolina. Carolina's going to snatch up a quarterback. Yeah. I believe that, too. They should. Yeah, That's they the, should. the right move. And if Detroit should, too. For both those scenarios. Yeah. So, let's say everybody's convinced one, two, three quarterbacks, right? Let's say for whatever reason, which I think Atlanta's going to pick a quarterback, if I had to bet. Me too. For whatever reason, they don't. Why are they sticking at four? So let's talk about that. Let's say they do stick at four and pick a quarterback. I mean, so, sorry, pick an offensive lineman, offensive tackle. That kind of is going to screw Cincinnati's plans, right? 
why is Cincinnati sticking at five when they know they get to trade out to somebody else that's going to make that pick? And you kind of know how things are going to fall from there. So if it's not four, if it's not five, now we're looking at having to go through Detroit and go through Carolina. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to pick a quarterback. Yeah, I think that it's likely that one and Miami possibly here. one of those three. Other, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 it went if it went one two three quarterbacks, which is we're all pretty confident, right? One hundred percent. One two three, hundred percent confident. Then it do, then Atlanta doesn't pick a quarterback. Cincinnati doesn't pick a quarterback. The next three after that, two of those people are picking quarterbacks. Yeah, even if it's not them, it's through a trade. Yep. So which leaves Denver getting getting no quarterback (laughs) left out the party (laughs) left left out if they're not the team that trades up to get a quarterback and for those of us who have been listening to a while us a while obviously you you know that we think that we need to go up and get a quarterback because we don't think it's likely that it's going to happen there at nine if for whatever reason we can't get out of nine and we're still sitting at nine and there's no quarterbacks on the board we expect Denver to trade out but to the point of everything we've been saying about the quarterbacks and why we think that these five guys are going to go in the top uh, nine picks, ten certainly. Check out this article that Joe Mahoney uh, did in the Mile High Huddle blog page. It would appear that there's a great crop of quarterbacks coming out of college about every 20 years. So 83 had Elway, Marino, Kelly, Todd Blackledge, Tony Eason, and Ken O'Brien. I mean, that one's an all-timer, right? And then, you know, 21 years later, there's the 04 draft with Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, J.P. Lossipin, and a couple of other guys I'm just not even going to name. And, you know, now we're sitting there at that 16, 17-year mark. We're due. We're due for a huge quarterback class. Yeah. I, and I feel like that's going to be – I mean, I, obviously you can only be as confident as what the pass has shown, but this is an exciting year. And I, I think out of these five guys, we're going to have a couple that are – going to be special yeah this the same guy who did the article i don't think i i put it in my notes but he broke it down and what he actually did the math he went through each draft class in the last 30 years took every quarterback drafted in the first year and then came up with a percentage of those who are going to be great those are going to be good those were going to be busts yeah and it was exactly what he said there's going to be a hall of famer out of this class yeah there's going to be one or two that are great to good and there's going to be a couple that are going to be busts and nobody can tell you who those are going to be right now. Nobody could tell you. You know, you look at, obviously, the, what team they go to. Like, one of these guys might be a superstar on one team and a bust on another team, right? Yeah. Like a team going to... Like anybody quarterback going to the Jets. Sorry. Yeah. And maybe Jacksonville. The Jets, you're probably fucked. Like, the, whoever goes to San Francisco is probably sitting in the best position right now, right? Maybe Atlanta. If Atlanta picks a quarterback or San Francisco picks a quarterback. Uh, and I, I think that's where you could look at these five guys and do an evaluation is based on let's put these five guys on a team and all of them, you know, a qualifier. So if every single one of these guys got drafted by Atlanta, are they going to be successful? Who is going to be successful? Who's not? And I think that's one way to take a look to determine would all of them be successful or, you know, looking at a team that's pretty good and set up for, for success. Would all of these guys do well on that team? Let's use San Fran. Cause this is interesting to me. And the reason I want to use San Fran is because Kyle Shanahan has a great track record with yeah. quarterbacks, whether it's RG three, his rookie year, whether it's, 
Kirk Cousins, his short time together in Washington, uh, down in Matt Ryan, obviously Garoppolo up in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan has done a great job with the quarterbacks that he's had in the building. So let's use three as an example. And just off the top of my head with you saying that and me thinking that, I think there's a really good chance that all five of these guys would be good if they went to San Fran or with Shanahan. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, you could look at, obviously, San Francisco. And you could look at even better teams or teams that that are, are set up for success year in, year out, like New England. They don't have, really have a good quarterback right now. Could you pop any of these guys in and... You know that that could be a qualifier every single year. Well, because I, I think we're none, none of us have confidence that whoever, if the best player in the draft is picked by New York Jets, they're not going to do well. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think they're, so. they're not changing organization. And you know, and it's it, it would take it, it seems really hard to say. Now. You know, like okay, Peyton Manning, I can't imagine him not changing organization. But we're talking about the Jets here. <laughs> if they suck so bad that they can't, you know what I mean? Like. Uh, m- m- trying to maybe Trevor Lawrence maybe he's that guy that could go on any team and but I wouldn't even be confident in Trevor Lawrence going to the Jets and turn that organization around and then becoming winners but before do we want to dive more into that well I had something just about I had another note about quarterbacks and where they're what position what point in the draft they're taking you see the most success can we talk about that before you move on what was that? Okay, say that again. All right. So in the last 20 years, there's been a glaring stat that reflects most successful quarterbacks were picked in the first 16 picks. Okay. You now, won. you might say, well, yeah, that's obvious, right? If the best quarterbacks coming out of college are going to be in the top picks and they're going to be the most successful, that's why they're picked that high. But then you look at Brady, you look at Wilson, you look at there's Breeze. outliers. And there are outliers. Rodgers. So, Rogers, yeah, dialed to the top 16, exactly. Big-time outliers. Um, what I think is interesting about it is if you take Breeze and you take Russell Wilson in today's NFL, do they would have been top 15 picks. Yeah. In today's NFL, we can all agree, and everybody listening, if we agree on one thing, it's that the reason that Russell Wilson and Drew Breeze weren't picked until where they were picked was, had, was solely because of their height. Yeah. Well, Height's not a thing anymore. Height's not a yeah. thing anymore. Ask Kyler Murray, who was the number one overall pick at five yeah. nine and a half. You know, they Breeze broke the mold on that, and then Russell Wilson just obviously put it in the ground. Then. So if you look at it that way, and you take the height out of it, and you assume, I think rightfully so, that Breeze and Russell would have been top 15 picks when they came out, definitely Breeze. Definitely Breeze. I mean, he almost was picked in the first round, even though he was only 5'11". Yeah. Um then there's only really two outliers. You have some couple of career backups, you know, like Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, he yeah, but he wasn't great. But he had a lot of he's games a, started. But yeah. he's had a, he's he's had had a, a good career. He's for, had a good NFL you know, career for a seventh forever. round pick. Um, my point is, is that and and I'm not saying that oh go make sure you pick a quarterback in the top fifteen. I'm just saying that if there's somebody that you have highly rated, mm-hmm. then they're going to have a better chance of success. I, I don't want to hear anymore, well, let's wait and just fall back and we'll get Love out of Stanford or Mills out of Stanford or Trask out of Florida. Yeah. You, you're not understanding the stats. There's a reason they're graded that low. You I mean, definitely. I mean? Like you said, there's outliers. There's somebody like Tom Brady that's one in a million. 
Like that just does not happen, right? And yeah. then other guys like e- even uh, Rogers, who got drafted in the first round still, and he fell back. That's an outlier. Almost every great quarterback is going to be a top, probably top three pick. Yeah. Well, it was crazy. It was top sixteen because you get Mahomes added in there, you get Watson you get all those added guys, in there, yep. you get uh, Roethlisberger added in there, you get Philip Rivers added in there. Yeah. And all these guys, by we feel strongly, are all top ten picks. They're yeah. all going to be picked in top ten, and if it were standalone drafts, all five of these guys would probably be the number one pick. Yeah, that's convoluted, and you know I've talked about that. And I don't necessarily yeah. agree about that, especially with Wilson and maybe with Lance. Uh, another thing, just to go back to your point that you were talking about. Well, sorry to wrap that. They're all graded as top fifteen picks. Yeah. Right. You look at any professional scout who isn't currently working for the NFL, whether it's Albright or. Kipper or Kuiper or McShay or the NFL Network guys, a lot of them had front office experience. They all have top 15 grades on these quarterbacks, every one of them. So For it's, sure. It's it's not like we have a bunch of really needy teams who are like, oh, we just got to get a quarterback. No, this is a special Which class. happens every year. There's somebody that is going to reach, right? Right. And that's not the case for this. Yeah, they're all graded that high. Um, and then my last point uh, to that, I guess, Would be, oh, going back to the outlier. Mm -hmm. So you were talking about, would these quarterbacks be successful if they are all drafted to the Niners? I kind of like your Atlanta analogy because I think there's a chance that Fields and Lance aren't quite ready. Yeah. And if you're putting them behind a professional like Matt Ryan for two years or a year, then, yeah, I think you're in a position. I, I think that Lance and Fields have a higher chance of failing than the others. Because I think that dummy front offices and dummy head coaches are going to put them on the field before they should put them on the field. And I think that's a recipe to ruin somebody. I mean, although Fields has a good amount of experience, I wouldn't put him in that category. I think Mac Jones and Lance have the the few, uh, the littlest experience. But you're right. I I could see a lot of issues with Fields taking the field too early, but especially Lance. Yeah, and the reason I said I say Fields over Wilson, even though I think that Fields has a – much higher ceiling than Wilson is even though Fields has more starts on tape uh, Jones does a better job of reading the field right now Mac Jones Mac Jones yeah so let's assume uh, yeah and not that uh, I don't think Fields can get there I just think Mac Jones is more ready even with less than a career starts and obviously Trevor Lawrence we feel like he'll be game ready day one that's going to be the expectation yeah and also for Wilson, although <laughs> sucks to be you, but it's a you sad, better, situa- sad situation. You're in one of the worst organizations uh, of all time, and you've got no starter in front of you. That you're being said, if I'm and, and San Francisco is kind of in this position, although I feel like whoever they pick at three is going to be the expected starter. But let's the best situation for Jones, Fields, or Lance is to go to Atlanta because Jones, none of Fields or Lance. After okay. the top two, the next three, the best chance of success for them is Atlanta because they're all three would be better served to sit behind Matt Ryan for a couple of years. Yes, I agree. All three of them. Yep. I, I think of those three, none of them are day one game ready that we feel really comfortable. Now, again, I would rather have any of those three than Locke and especially Fields, but uh, the best team, if I'm them, I would – I would want to go to Atlanta. I'd want to sit behind Matt Ryan for a couple of years. You think so? Do you think that's how competitors feel? No, they don't feel like that. Okay. But me as a 41-year-old, 
would be like, okay, I want to learn from this dude who's a potentially a Hall of Famer. I need a couple of years. I've really only had one full season in, in college for two of those guys. Uh, I just think it's a better situation for all of them. And I know that San Francisco saying moving in the season, uh, what's his nuts? Garoppolo is starting. Uh, so they would potentially sit behind him, but I, I just don't see that happening. I think that by after camp, I think when season starts, the, that number three pick will be the starter. Yeah, I, and we disagree on that. Yeah, you think it is going to be. now? Okay, now I got a would you rather for you. Okay. It's football related. Well, go on. It's football related. That's it's not exciting. the usual dick related. <laughs> okay, would you rather. Who, who do you think is the best uh, tight end in the NFL? Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kelsey? Well, let's just say Travis Kelsey. So let's say Kelsey. Say. All right, give me your top two wide receivers. Um, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton out. Broncos fans. No homer. <laughs> um, who would you want? If you could pick two, two wide receivers, who would you pick? Oh, God. Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins. And... Dude, I, I, I might go with Cortland Sutton. I guess that's a home run with me. Can I just say Cortland Sutton? Hopkins and Sutton? Yeah. You can pick Sutton over, over Diggs, over Adams, Metcalf. Over Metcalf, and I would have to think about Adams, but yeah, over Diggs too. I'm taking Metcalf in a heartbeat over yeah. Sutton. Hopkins is definite. Okay, so let's say Sutton and Hopkins. All right, so would you rather right now have Kelsey McCaffrey Hopkins Ed McCaffrey or Christian? Ed. Ed's okay. coming out of retirement. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. So you got Kelsey tied in, Christian McCaffrey and you have Hopkins and Sutton. Okay. All playing. Locke is the quarterback. Okay. Alright. Or we have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Uh-huh. All the other skill positions you have to fill in the draft this year. Everybody, Sutton, everybody's gone. <laughs> what? Okay. Sutton's gone. Uh, Judy's gone. Everybody's gone. So you have to fill the skill positions through the draft. This but year's draft. Through this year's draft or, or moving forward. Got it. But this year, all of our best players are gone, and the skill position players on offense. You have to pick. So basically, you're going to have to pick a running back, a couple wide receivers, a tight end. Now, yeah. you could get Pitts at number nine. We're sitting pretty right now to potentially get him. Uh, but we have Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so that was going to be my. I have two questions. One, where are you drafting? So we're drafting the Broncos everything's the exact same. same for the night, which means we also have Fangio and we also have Shermer as the offensive coordinator. Yes, everything's okay. the exact same. We just have Patrick Mahomes, or we have the most stacked offense in the history of the NFL. But Locke is the quarterback. But Locke is the quarterback. Well, I slow played all of that to tell you fucking Patrick Mahomes, and yeah. I don't even have to think about I it. I knew it. And that's <laughs> I agree with you entirely. Not yeah. even tempting, right? Not even tempting. Yeah. Yeah. And I I knew it, and I knew you were going to go Patrick Mahomes, and a lot of people right now are at home screaming, like, no, you guys are idiots. You could have Kelsey, McCaffrey, Hopkins, Sutton, and you're going to pick one guy. Yeah. And the answer is, yeah, you fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, you could even let people at home substitute their favorite players. They might not have picked Sutton. They might yeah, have picked do whoever you want. They might not have picked Tuckins, they, uh, Hopkins. They might have picked Sutton. Or they might have picked Metcalf. They might have picked uh, Ezekiel Elliott instead of McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doesn't matter. 
You can I'm pick them all. I'm still taking the quarterback, and I'm going to fill Edgar out the rest of the pick your guys later. Pick your guys. Give us the worst running back in the NFL. Yep. I don't care. We'll take Mahomes, the worst running back in the NFL. And then we have... So we'll just keep our running backs. Keep our running backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah the running back was kind of a moot point, actually. But <laughs> pay, And we're going to get a, a couple guys in the draft. We'll be doing just fine with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Especially with the Broncos' defense that they have this year. Yeah, so. it changes who I pick at nine. Yeah, yeah. now you're going for the Pitts best. or a wide receiver. Like, whatever the best person is in that position offensively. Or the best offensive Skill position. You're, well, you're, I would still say maybe offensive lineman. Yeah, like, Mahomes doesn't need offensive line. Well, Super Bowl proves he does. Or did it. <laughs> yeah, I think it did. <laughs> They're missing two offensive That's linemen true. in the Tampa That's Bay true. Buccaneers. That's true. Not a lot of fire. defensive lines like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though. No. All right. That was good. Right. Oh, that was a good one. You guys play at home. And if you pick anybody other than uh, taking the best quarterback you can pick, you're wrong. And I, you know that Josh just said everybody listening is screaming, but Broncos fans get it. Broncos fans know John El- what it was like when we had John Elway. They get it, it, but they don't. Because there's they, too many Broncos fans right now that are like, Locke's the guy, Locke's the guy. And they would be happy to be like, oh, man, if we get this group around Locke, we're the best team in the history. There's there's a lot of Broncos fans that are thinking and saying that right now. That's just because they're misevaluating Locke. They're misevaluating Locke, but it's they not did. Regardless. That they're undervaluing the position. Yeah, you could be right there, and I'm sure that most of these people better than most Broncos fans know how good Mahomes is better than yeah <laughs> better than most. That's true too. <laughs> They've sure. seen it firsthand and enough that he's a one man wrecking crew. Yeah. Right. And the other great, great thing about that is if we have Mahomes, what does that mean? Oh, fuck you, Kansas City. Kansas City does not have Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so that's the other part of it. There's yeah. not two Mahomes. There's only one. Can I lose he's a my different entire Bronco. starting defense if it also means that Justin Herbert is stolen from the Chargers and is our backup quarterback? And now i got to rebuild the defense, too? <laughs> yeah, if you get, back, get rid of all the defensive backs only. Oh, that would suck. You, yeah, get, that's a, <laughs> you get Herbert. I don't want to see Justin Simmons gone. Okay. That'd still be worth it. Uh, okay, other than... Here's another question. Other than Mahomes, if you could remove any player from any team... We're not getting him. He just is Go no on. longer in that. He just decides to retire. Who would it be? Well, Philip Rivers is retired now, and I hated that son of a bitch. Um, but you wouldn't have picked him as a Colt, right? No, I mean, I in the current have. situation. Or even I would have now. for a long time. Would you pick Herbert now, I just agree. knowing that we yeah. they're going to have to deal with him for the next 15 years? For sure. All right. Yeah, zero doubt about it. That's it for me, son. All right. Good talk. You done? Right. I'm done. All right. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rating. Thanks for liking and subscribing and uh, telling your mama. Tell your mom. That's what they She'll like us. That's what you say, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Make sure to tell your mom. Happy Thursday. Draft's coming up quick. We did so good today. We're going to do it again Monday. Enjoy uh, Fields Day. It already happened, didn't it? it? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed Fields Day. We signed Deontay Spencer. Resign him. It's good news. Peace. Later, bitches. Use your own poopa.